up everybody and welcome to tailgate talks this is week 80 that's right 80 weeks of tailgate talks here for you we are four-fifths of the way to 100 to 100 Woo. tailgates so we're excited about that excited to continue to do this for you guys we've got some nba playoffs to discuss this week but before we get into the playoffs make sure you're following us on apple and spotify Five stars for the tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us up with a review there. Also, follow the tailgate on social medias. Follow us at uh, on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. You can follow our personal accounts, Dustin at Dustin Wimmer 22 and myself at Calvin B. Barrett. It's where we do most of our engaging and discussing what's going on with the sports world. So make sure you're following us there. Also follow our Facebook and Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel where we drop little bite-sized bits from our podcast for you there to catch. And also uh, we have an email. You can email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Com. So, with all of that being said, let's get into this week's tailgate. All right, Dustin, the NBA playoffs are underway. Every series has had the first game played. Some of them have had two games played. And some of them, the second games are being played tonight as we speak, like our shot bet, the Grizzlies and Timberwolves. So let's go ahead and check in on what's going on in the first round. Let's start off last week. I think we started off in the Western Eastern Conference, or I don't remember where we started off last week, but we're going to start off in the Western Conference this week. We're going to start off with Dustin's Dallas Mavericks, uh, the Luka-less Dallas Mavericks, who – even the series last night against the Utah Jazz, Jazz took game one on Saturday, but an epic bounce back performance from Jalen Brunson and Maxi Cleaver last night, who helped the Mavs overcome a small deficit there to even the series at two games apiece. Uh, Brunson scored 41 points last night and the best at zero turnovers. The ball in his hand all game, zero turnovers. Maxi Kleber goes eight for 11 from three-point land in game two. The Mavs hit 17, 17 uncontested threes. Seven of Maxi Kleber's eight made threes were uncontested. I think that's the most in the last like decade of NBA playoff games. Dustin, what's been a pretty fun start to the series so far. You don't have Luka yet, but there's optimism that he's coming back in either game three or game four. Where's your confidence level at with the Mavericks as we head into game three here on Thursday? That's, that's all we needed out of these two games is split the, split the two, extend the series a little more. Um, yeah. Who needs Luca when you got a Jalen Brunson, you know, on fire, like, and the fact that Cleaver made so many threes, like just takes Rudy Gobert out of the equation. Um, right. It's, the fact that I get from it is, I mean, I know you'll love this, that if you're the Utah Jazz, like, you don't have, you're playing against no Luka and no Tim Hardaway Jr. And you still lost this game? Yeah. And you barely won the first game? Like, the Mavs don't even have their best two players. 
Packers. Come on. It's 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 really something. It's really without Luca. It's a team of like role players. Oh yeah, like when Spencer Dinwiddie's a starter and you should be like your second best player out of this group. Um, That's not great. (laughs) Yeah, like that was a roster that started the playoffs that like 10 years from now you're like wow that was a like a starting lineup in the playoffs it it, you know it is really crazy but it kind of goes to what the jazz they've just ran their course and they're tired and sure like rudy gobert can be one of the best defensive players in all basketball but every single when he's by the basket but every single playoff series he's ever been in he gets ran off the court because other teams can go small and if you have a guy like kleber who's bigger but can extend the court and hit threes you run them off and that's what the Mavs were able to do in that game too of course like you don't expect Brunson to go for 40 every single night but (laughs) he's had a really good solid year the dude's gonna make a fucking bag next year but you just got all the performances you needed out of those guys in order to even that series up but it's kind of what we talked about hey can you hold water without Luca exactly and now Um, you got a pretty Good outlook. He's day to day. Our favorite injury status day-to-day. ever. D two D. The Dylan Cantrell. I even saw that he's likely to play game three, and so yeah. Even if he doesn't play game three, I'm not worried. If you're down two one, and then he st- goes game four out, I think right. you can still win three out of four. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. I just think he's the best player in the series yeah. oh, by yeah. far. And so even if he's able to play on Thursday and he's not 100%, just the threat of him and his passing ability and the focus that they will have to add to him defensively, that's just going to play a big factor. And then, hey, maybe a little less pressure off Brunson, and he can still have a really good game for you as well. So uh, I think the the Mavs tying that game up was doom and gloom for the Jazz. But How as we mentioned is here, the Jazz defense giving up seventeen uncontested threes. Like that's terrible. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, and, and like we said, it's a to a bunch of role guys. Like it's yeah. not like it's not like Steph Curry's lighting you up and hitting eleven threes on your ass or something like that. Jordan Finney Smith shoot nine. Reggie Bullock shoot five. Jalen shot ten. Clear shot eleven. Like Spencer Dinwiddie shot six. Like what are you? Who are you guarding? Nobody. (laughs) Yeah. So I I think obviously the Jazz have a lot to figure out here, and Luca's on the return. So things to be concerned for the Jazz. But as I think collectively as basketball fans. All of us are just like, get the fuck out of here, Jazz. So nobody's going to be upset uh, if this series continues to go to the Mavericks. But an impressive game two victory there, really. It, it really was to be able to do that without yeah. Luka, who really is the only piece of that Mavs team that you really, really care about. So uh, moving on to the other series, uh, or, or another series there, the one seed overall, Phoenix Suns. Uh, they got off to a one-game a victory over the New Orleans Pelicans who defeated the Clippers to keep the Clippers from making it in. Uh, got that first game with the Suns out of the way. They did make a push there in the third quarter, kept it close, but Chris Paul put on a masterpiece there in the second half. He had 30 and 10. He is the oldest player to ever have 30 and wow. 10 in a playoff game. The Suns, are 48 and 0 this year when they lead after the third quarter. Impressive stat. And then another fun, just a fun stat, not an impressive stat at all. But did you see this? 
Jay Crowder is the first starter in NBA history in a playoff game with the stat of one point, one rebound, one assist, and one block. <laughs> Love it. Good job, Jay. So I just needed to throw that out there. Uh, Dustin, this is a series that we expected to go pretty well for the Suns, but we did not see them playing the Pelicans here. So no. um, that was a little bit different, but ultimately they get the win. Do you see any, you know, any reason for them to be worried? Uh, is there anything you want to talk about with the Pelicans? Anything? Yeah, here worth actually discussing? there is. I think the biggest news out of this whole series is the fact that Zion – pretty much said he could go and play and the Pelicans were like, no, we don't think so. And yeah. so now there's a whole dispute of like who can do what and who should do what. And I mean, if you're the Pelicans and Zion's good, like I just don't know about leaving him on the bench when you're, you're in the playoffs. I mean, I know you probably don't have a great chance, but I'd like to see him out there. The people want to see him out there. There's already a fractured relationship. God, yeah. And you kind of want to try to mend that in any sort of way. Did you see the video of him like 360 dunking it in like warm-ups or whatever? Oh, yeah. like, it looks like he's fine to me. <laughs> uh, and even so, if you don't play him full minutes, like that's right. fine. You trot him out there. He's still going to truck some people and get a double-double. But get him out there a little bit. Come on. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to see it. It's just a waste of a year in his, you know, young career. But, you know, ultimately the Suns, I think, will have this series in hand. Oh, yeah. The Pelicans might be able to steal a game maybe when they get home. But, you know, I have no worries for the Suns here. Another series that is kind of off to a boring kind of what we saw coming Ooh. start. It's the Warriors grabbing the 2-0 lead over the Denver Nuggets last night. Some he- stuff from this series so far. Jordan Poole um, <laughs> looking for his initiation into the Splash Brothers to make them not just two brothers, but three. He scored 59 points in the first two games of this series. And also the Warriors might have unleashed their new death lineup, Dustin, with Jordan <laughs> Poole, yeah. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins. They've only played 11 minutes so far together in this series, but in those 11 minutes, they are plus 29 Yeah. Um, in the, that time. Uh, they're shooting lights out when that group is on the floor. Their offensive rating is through the roof, and their defensive rating is really impressive at the same time. And also, Jokic is struggling right now. Draymond Green is playing great defense on him. So we both saw Warriors winning this series – and especially with Jokic and just really him, has anything been a surprise to you so far with this series? I think the surprise was, you know, we were asking how healthy will the Warriors be or how healthy will they stay? And, man, when they're healthy these last two games, they're, I mean, they're unstoppable. I mean, if we get to them and the Suns in the West Conference playoffs, it's going to be – a hellacious series. Like, that would yes. be amazing. So, I guess that's the better question. Has so far their start propelled them higher to where you thought they were heading into the playoffs? Do so you view them more as a – this is a championship team now? Yeah. I mean, I think we all thought with health they can be a championship team, but we didn't know how healthy they can be. We still don't. I mean, we're still, you know, what, three weeks right. away from Western Conference Finals. Who knows when, what might happen, but like you mentioned, the emergence of Jordan Poole has 
just given this team so much more depth than another shooter. I mean, they he's the fourth, third, fourth option on the team. And yeah. sometimes he's the best player on the team, depending on who's hot at the time. I mean, he carried them in game one. He was the leading scorer in game yeah, one. Steph problem, was getting his feet under him, you know. You know, the problem is, I heard Richard Jefferson talking about this today, is when you're trying to defend him, obviously Clay, Steph is your one. Clay's probably your two. And so now your third or fourth best defenders on Jordan Poole. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and then they run around and you got to try to switch stuff and – and then they and run their like, offense uh, through Draymond kind of more. And, right. And he's not really like a scoring option, but still like you need a good defender on Draymond because he's – He'll hit a couple shots. Or he'll hit shots, but eight. he's also assisting Steph and Jordan Poole yeah. and Clay Thompson. So it's just like a nightmare to defend right now. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the Warriors are looking scary here so far to start the playoff. So – might have to readjust where we thought they were capable of as they headed into the playoffs with some injury questions. Steph wasn't 100%, but they are looking really good. The other last series in the Western Conference got started off uh, with the Timberwolves upsetting the Memphis Grizzlies in game one. So, yes, the Timberwolves ended up beating the Clippers in what was our shot bet last week to take the seventh seed and ended up parlaying that into a game one victory over the Memphis Grizzlies. Anthony Edwards, the 20-year-old sophomore in the NBA, scores 36 points in his playoff debut to get the win. Uh, It was a weird game. I saw on shot quality that like 80% 80 of the time the Grizzlies would have won that game. 90% of the time. 90 to 10. 90 to 10. Man, that's crazy. So so maybe the Grizzlies – you know, got had everything fall into their lap, but an impressive to say the least, a franchise that has not had a lot of playoff uh, wins or success in our lifetimes. Dustin, thoughts on like them pulling off game one right now? They're getting destroyed in game two, but yeah, I mean, just they, to show up and do what they did in those two games is is huge for them. Yeah, your your shot quality you brought up ninety percent time. The Grizzlies should win that game. They were minus 10 of what they should have scored. And the Timberwolves were plus 18 of what they should have scored. <laughs> yeah. And if yeah. you follow this account on Twitter, you don't hardly, you never see a plus 18. Like they do a lot of good college basketball stuff, and you don't ever see that big of a swing yeah. in actual score win probability and what they have the score should have been so that's pretty amazing but yeah riding anthony edwards man he's fun to watch if you hadn't caught timberwolves game he's awesome out there and he's a massive dude like he's like what six eight and 230 or something yeah he uses it (laughs) so as for like this is more of what i want to talk about the timberwolves while they're kind of relevant in this conversation because who knows next week we could come in and they be eliminated (laughs) Anthony Edwards, your thoughts on his future in this league? Have they changed? Do you see him as a potential top, like, oh, yeah. 10 player in this league in a few oh, years? Yeah. Because I think what, what's been huge for them is the fact that I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is, like, the top dude. I think he he's a second oh. piece. And I think Anthony Edwards can be your number one. I think oh, he has yeah. the confidence and all of that. So what are your thoughts on just him overall? as a player and as a young talent in this league and what he's been able to do so far. 
Oh, I think Anthony Edwards over the last month has taken that role from Carl Anthony Towns. Like, yeah. He's like, I don't care how long you've been here. You haven't done shit in six or whatever years. I'm taking this and going. And that's how he plays, too. He's like, give me the ball. I'm going to make a bucket. And he's not just a big body that gets to the rim. Like, he shoots really well. Yeah. That's what's impressive to me. Is like, and he can handle the rock really well. He handles it. Really that's well. what's impressive to me. He handles it really well, and he shoots it really well for being so young. There's still so much more development to do. But, yeah, if you look at him, he's a freaking fridge out there. Like, it's a solid 230 or more, maybe. And he uses it and gets downhill. But he's not afraid either. That's the other thing. He's not afraid. And, yeah, I see him being a all-star for many, many, many years. And whether it's taking the Timberwolves places or going somewhere else to do it, I don't see him going anywhere soon. Yeah, I think he's here to stay, and I think yeah. he's just kind of reaching his potential, and it can only get better from here because he has all the tools uh, to be a really good player. And I think we're going to look back on his draft. You know, it was a question whether he should yeah, go one or not. And I think when we're going to look back on it, it's like, how is that ever a question? Uh, but, you know, that's just something that goes back to, like, some of the college stuff. But he's he's been living up to that number one pick. Uh, that he, you know, was taken for, and he's really been able to propel this franchise. And I do think he's what Carl Anthony Towns needs as a teammate, somebody who's kind of kind of an alpha dog and willing to go out there and willing to run his mouth with that confidence and everything, but also has the confidence in his teammates. So uh, it's a fun young team. What did you yeah. – I, I know you were kind of talking about Pat Bev and them celebrating that shit a little too much when they won that play-in game. What did you think about that? Because that, that was a lot of debate, actually, on Twitter that night. Okay, yeah, that was stupid. When they won the first play-in game, so they were in. They beat the Clippers, and the Clippers to the elimination play-in game. And I get, like, Pat Bev, you know, you're playing your former team that just kind of kicked you out the door, and now you're taking this young team and – and I mean, if you know Pat Bev, he's very emotional. Uh, he and, does that any any fucking game. <laughs> but like the whole get up on the the you know uh, scorers table, press table, and throw your jersey and you know act like confetti's coming down. Like, dude, it's it's a it's not even a playoff game. This is a made up game. Like to get into the playoffs, like it's you don't need to. You can do that in the locker room and act like it was a huge, amazing win, but out on the floor, oh, my God. Like, that's – especially for a guy like that. Like, you've been to a lot of places in the playoffs. Like, you know. Like, you haven't gotten anywhere yet. You're just now breaking into the playoff door. Come on. Well, so, Pat Bev annoys me as much as any player in the NBA, but I'm going to say I changed my stance on this after, like, originally kind of thinking it was bullshit. I just didn't take into account what it meant for Minnesota and their fans. This you is a fan base. On the court, like, all that, yeah, maybe but... maybe jumping on the thing was a little too much. Oh, but, yeah. you know, for I understand this organization celebrating like they did in that. They've won one playoff game since, like, 2004. They've been they've been probably the second worst franchise in the NBA other than the Sacramento Kings, like in their existence. So they don't have a lot of success. So when you have the chance to be happy, like be happy. I mean, we celebrated this shit out. Some of our tech wins that really end up meaning nothing at the end of the day. 
But I mean, I, I don't know. At the same time, like you know, I listen. Just went JJ, too far. Too JJ far. Reddick talked about it, and he was like, "No, nah, when you win a fucking one on." You know, one game in the NCAA tournament and everybody celebrates and shit. Nobody ridicules them. But this was a important game. You put 82 games into your fucking season to get to the playoffs. You set a goal. And when you reach that goal, it feels really good. And so, you know, maybe I changed my perspective because I listened to a couple of people who who talked about it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. But also, like what Big Cat said, like it's sports. It's just fucking fun to win a game and fucking fun to celebrate. Oh, so. yeah. Not gonna ridicule him too hard for doing that. So sorry we diverted there a little bit, but let's get to the Eastern Conference, um, where their series are underway. Let's start off with the number one seed, Miami Heat. They dominated the Atlanta Hawks in Game One, and stuff that's awesome for us to hear. Dustin Trey Young's worst shooting performance of his entire career came in Game One. He was one for twelve from the field, over seven from Trey. three. And also, just to add on a little bit more, six turnovers. Uh, they were destroyed in that game one. So, uh, Dustin, we, we kind of figured the Hawks would get that eight seed. So, something we were right about there. Um, we both thought, saw the Heat dominating this series and getting to the next round. Has anything changed your mind on that after that dominating first no, round? And the fact that Clint Capello is out for the yeah. big factor. So, Sorry about you, Hawks. Maybe you should have taken the regular season more serious. If only they would have paid attention a little bit more in the regular season instead of trying to put it all together at the end. Um, so to update you guys, so the Miami Heat did win game two tonight. So they won 115 to 105 to claim the 2-0 series lead in that series. So that's where the series stands. Now, Dustin, do you think the Hawks get a game in this one or do you think they get swept? No. What you want you think they get swept? Oh, he looked better than I thought. And I mean, I don't see the Hawks pulling anything out of their ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Heat are too good defensively and just have too many guys. And really all the Hawks have right now is is Trey Young. And then they have a bunch of role players that, you know, maybe can get hot for a game. But uh, Heat have been here before. They know this moment. So, no worries there. Let's go to yeah. – let's save the best series for last year and let's kind of get around some of these oh, other yeah. ones. <laughs> uh, Bucks took game one from the Bulls in what was a defensive matchup in that first game, um, but ultimately saw the Bucks, uh, Bucks able to pull away from the Bulls there at the end. So kind of one of the notable things is they have Brooke Lopez back in the Milwaukee Bucks this so far this season are 9-1. and one. They've only played 10 games together. But they're nine and one when they have Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton all on the court together. So oh. they had that for game one, was able to take a bad Bulls offensive game and, and win. Uh, anything on this series so far that's changed your mind, even though the Bulls did put up more of a fight in game one than I think we expected. Yeah, they had a little hot streak there uh, in the third, but I don't think Giannis has lost a single playoff game to the Bulls. Yeah. In his career so far, um, they can probably steal one out of this, but man, I don't see them being able to compete with the Bucks on a on their level. Yeah, I think it was a bad offensive night for both teams, and so yeah, oh yeah, like I if that was <laughs> that was your chance to get that was your chance to steal one if you're the Bulls. So the fact that you were right there and were weren't able to do it, DeRozan had a really bad 
shooting game. Um, you know, you're right there and, and you've got to take advantage of those, especially if you're the low seed. So yeah, I kind of see this one swinging because of that. The other series that should be, looks like it's going to be handled pretty easily so far. 76ers have had two dominating wins over the Raptors. Uh, Raptors lost Scotty Barnes in game one, but one of the impressive performances besides Joel Embiid, who's been dominant in both games so far is Tyrese Maxey. He's had 61 points so far through both games. He's shooting 69% field goal percentage. Nice. And 57% from three. So, you know, you kind of talk about big threes, Joel Embiid, uh, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey stepping up. Dustin, yeah. you were confident in the Sixers heading to the playoffs. Has, has their start kind of confirmed that for you? Yeah, and fun fact, Tyrese Maxey was the 21st pick of the 2020 draft that Anthony Edwards went number one in. Oh, there so, you go. A lot of teams miss out on a pretty good player that can definitely yeah. get buckets. And – I mean, the fact that – I mean, James Harden's out there just being a point guard distributor and yeah. hasn't even had a decent – like a James Harden-type game yet is a luxury for the Sixers. That's not a worry in being like, oh, God, no, because you got Tyrese Maxey. Um, you got Tobias Harris going off as well. And obviously, Joel Embiid, the probably MVP, and this team is just – they're hitting on all cylinders. And – the Raptors don't have the size to compete with yes. Joel yeah. Embiid mostly, and then they can't just they can't match up everywhere else because of that. They're just they're they're kind of running around trying to make up for that lack of size, and then the Sixers just have too many weapons on the floor. Yeah, this is this is the Joel Embiid right now that is like pissed off. I think, Oh yeah. I think MVP is going maybe to Jokic and you know, whatever you want to say about MVP or whatever. I, I do think like, and I heard this on a podcast and I think it's true. I think if, if the Sixers don't trade for James Harden, I think Joel Embiid wins the MVP, but I think because they traded for James Harden, you added like another kind of star to the team. I think that maybe took some of the shine off, but I mean, he's playing like at a really great level. And like you said, the Raptors have nobody that they can throw at him. That's going to stop them. So this feels like this is going to be maybe a quick series uh, as well. So let's get into the best series so far, which had an epic game one that came down to the buzzer and, uh, just that insane play by the Celtics to win that game. Marcus Smart could have pulled up from three. He was smart. I think, he, he was smart. I think everybody in the world thought he was going to pull that three. Uh, even the Nets did. He didn't. And they found Jason Tatum, who made a crazy, amazing spin move to get the layup to win game one over the Nets. Kyrie went for 39 points. And I don't know how many flip-offs. I didn't count that. I think I saw three. So 39-3 and for Kyrie. Jason Tatum had 31 points. Dustin, this was the series that we highlighted, starred, circled before. And boy, did it live up to the hype in game one. It did not let down. And, you know, just like the Celtics fans, this game, they, they brought it. And we'll get to Kyrie and Celtics fans after this little game breakdown, but – I mean, the 
Celtics defense, especially down the stretch there, was pretty good. Right. And created problems for the for the Nets. But I mean, just the fact that we just went blow for blow and it was an amazing game to watch. If you missed that, don't miss the rest of these games this series. Because it's some of the best basketball. And you don't hardly ever get this in a first-round matchup because your right. Nets are obviously not your typical seven seed. And it's ridiculous that we're getting this right away. Um, the last couple plays, the two-for-one that they got an easy layup, the Celtics did to start that series and then played amazing defense on Kyrie and KD. Right, yeah. They miss – and then <laughs> it was a broken play, really. Yeah, it was chaos. Marcus Smart open, and I thought he was going to shoot it. I think everybody did. And luckily, he noticed everybody just flying at him. And he, with like less than four seconds, dribbles it in, mm-hmm. finds Tatum for a spinning layup at the buzzer, which is also the best thing about that play. Like, super cool spin move and smooth layup. And literally at the buzzer, zero is on the clock. That game just flips and goes the other way. Because if you're the Celtics, yeah. who shoots high relief? Because this could have right. gotten ugly. If you're the Nets, yeah. you're like, damn, we let that one get away. Let's we got to lock down now and win game two. Yeah, I mean, you watch that play closely, and if Tatum doesn't spin there, that could have been a charge really yeah. easily. He could just bulldoze. Kyrie, who was down low, and yeah, the Celtics lose. But I mean, just the 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 thought, just to catch that and immediately spin, and the awareness of and it he all. He said he was going in to crash for a rebound. Yeah, and the <laughs> ball just. He's like, oh. I mean, but I mean, I feel like we've been blessed lately with just being like. You know, the Duke, North Carolina game that we were oh. hyping up and then it lived up to it. Lived we're up. hyping up this series. You know, like you said, you don't typically get a seven seed like this in the Nets, oh. uh, especially with Kyrie's history with Boston. Oh, like yeah. That adds to it as well. So just for that game to go like that, like it just really sets a tone for what we already thought was going to be a really exciting series. And so can't wait to watch more of this one. Um, any parting thoughts on this series for you, Dustin? Yeah, I want to talk and discuss Kyrie versus Celtics fans. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's get into it. My take on it, I freaking love it. I think this is yeah. right at the line where it needs to be. Like, Kyrie's maybe tipping his toe over a little bit, but this is exactly where we need the whole you can chirp players. They can chirp you back, too, especially if they're balling out like Kyrie was. That was yeah. the other best part was he was shut up. fired. <laughs> yeah, he's like, shut up. <laughs> and I think it's great. I mean, they have hatred for him. They're letting him yeah. know. He's also like, hey, watch this. You hit this three-pointer. Suck it. <laughs> like, I think we're right on the right page. Obviously, the NBA fined him $50,000 for it because – He's a public figure for them. Yeah, That's fine. I don't think he cares about that. But I love exactly where this is at. I don't think we're too far over the line. No, I'm with you. I think we've talked about this before when last year there was like all these interactions with fans and the players. Like 
they get a buy a ticket and then they get to come down and say whatever the fuck they want and the player racial, can't just go like it's this. Not throwing yeah. stuff and or actually making physical contact. It's just this. Like, <laughs> come on. That's harmless. Like, if somebody's offended by that, then get the fuck out of here. But money on today, one of the shows, the NBA shows, is like, there's kids out there back there. Fuck off. And don't put them in row five of an NBA game because they're hearing way worse than just seeing a guy flip you off. And it's Boston, which is kind and of known Boston, as like, exactly. you know, flirt with the racial shit for a long time. That's not like hidden or anything. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like it. I mean, I think it adds an element to this series that, you know, wouldn't be there. And so, uh, you know, you can tell that Kyrie's fed up with Boston. He's tired of them. I love they, him giving it back, too. Yeah, I, 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 I'm for it. it. It makes this even more intriguing than it already, already is. And, you know, hey, the fans, you get to say everything that you want to. There should be a little bit of repercussion. As long as he's not going into the crowd, this yeah. is harmless. No. So. Correct. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. If you're the person that gets bothered by that, then, you know, I don't know. Don't go to don't. games. <laughs> don't Especially go to games. ones like this. Like, yeah. You knew that going in. Yeah. It's like, it's like the Texas game, basketball game yeah. here. You knew what it was going to be about. You expected it to, to be flowers yeah. and happy and, I knew and people all that stayed shit. away from it because of that. And it's like, yeah. all right, good for you. I'm going because of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going angry. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, let's keep it on the Celtics real quick. So I wanted to talk about this real quick. Marcus Smart was named the defensive player of the year. He's the first guard since Gary Payton to win that award. Uh, he's the first, you know, in a while because Rudy Gobert has been winning it. What were your thoughts on Marcus Smart winning? Do you think he's deserving? Do you think it was because he played a lot of games this year because – that's been some of the discourse is Bam Adebayo, uh, who was in the running, who finished, you know, top three, missed like 20-something games this year because of injury. Uh, Rudy Gobert fatigue, which I understand. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, like you said, health became a big part of it. But it's definitely deserved. I mean, we've known for a while that Marcus Smart's a great defensive player, and he can switch one through five, and he's not scared of it. Obviously, saw like Rudy Gobert get exposed defensively because he can't guard outside. Um, I think Bam Adebayo is a little different. I think he's a lot better versatile yeah. player. Um, but it's nice to see a guard get the award for the first time in 26 years since it's such a center and big man dominated award. Yeah, I. Marcus Smart's always been like one of those players that like you hate him if he's oh, yeah. against you, you love him if he's on your team. I think this might be like a career accomplishment award for him this year. Sure. Uh, if you look at his stats this year, nothing particularly like really stands out. I think it's a full uh, body of work type deal. Yeah, which like eh, kind of sucks for the award, but you know, he was seventh in steals per game. He was fifth amongst guards in defensive rating. Um he was uh, – when he's on the floor, the defensive uh, rating for the Celtics is 105.2. When he's off the floor, their defensive rating is 105.2. <laughs> so they're just like, okay, what real effect did he have on his team when, like, Bam lowers his team rating by 4.2 points uh, when he's on the cl- floor from when he's off? 
you know, Rudy Gobert, 7.2. I, I'm I'm fucking done with Rudy Gobert winning that award. Like, uh, you can get game planned off the court. Uh, but, like, for me, Bam, I think, is kind of a deserving one because he can guard multiple positions. Uh, he's got a lot of flexibility there. Uh, he just was injured a lot this year. But, you know, that's something that you're seeing more and more nowadays. But, you know, it's still good for Marcus Smart, good for guards, I guess. They still r- realize that they do have a chance to win this award and you don't have to be a seven-foot dude who just stands around the rim and blocks shit to win the award. Um, but uh, ultimately, just wanted to talk about that real quick. That's the latest in the uh, awards. That's the only award that we've been notified of as of today. Uh, more awards will come out, so we'll kind of talk and discuss about them once they uh, come to light. But anything you want to talk about on these playoffs here? Should tweet out eyeball emojis. The award's coming. Award's coming. coming. We're hearing. We're hearing. Hearing that the most improved player will be announced in the next couple months. <laughs> hearing that there will be two teams playing for the NBA championship in June. Um, so yeah, that, that wraps up our NBA playoff discussion for this week. Tune in next week to the tailgate where we will be, uh, breaking down these series even further. Hopefully there will be some, uh, you know, game sixes or game sevens to be getting ready for getting hyped for, but, uh, we have got some more NBA to talk about with our shot bets. We're going streaky! All right, last week where we left you guys, we did not have any shots on the board because we were waiting for the playoffs to take place, waiting to figure out uh, what games would be intriguing. And so as it was a you know busy weekend for both of us with the holiday weekend, Easter weekend, hanging out, you know, having drinks here or there, playing golf, all those things. Uh, we've kind of left the, the shot bets till yesterday. So our first shot bet of this week was game two of the Mavericks and the Jazz. That happened on Monday night. The Mavs came back to get the victory, tie the series up. Dustin took the Jazz. Takes the loss. I took the Mavs. I'm done with the Jazz. I get the victory there. So a shot bet win for me. A shot bet loss for Dustin. Our second shot bet is actually tonight. And that is the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Minnesota Timberwolves in game two. And that one is not even close as the Memphis Grizzlies are currently up 116 to 88. Time dwindling in the fourth quarter. So that looks like it's going to be a shot bet victory for both of us there. So uh, Brooks goes 2-0 and this week. Dustin goes 1-1. One and one. So we did some shots over the weekend, oh, Dustin. Yeah. I uh, l- knocked you down to two shots Sounds good. with that one adding on this week. I have paid off my shot bets after uh, winning my last three. So this week, we'll also do some more NBA playoff games. We're going to start off, Dustin, with tomorrow night's game two, Celtics-Nets. So 
we're just doing toss up. We're just doing pick them in the playoffs. This is as pick them of a series as I can remember. So do you want to go ahead and pick your shot bet for Nets Celtics game two tomorrow night? Yeah, I'll stick with my Nets on this one. Bounce back game. They really know they need to win this one to even up this series. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think the Nets take one here. I think KD didn't have a very good game one. I think that's a rarity. I think he's going to step it up game two. Kyrie's obviously like in a mode <laughs> right in Boston. So I, I think the Nets bounce back and take game two here. If not, things could kind of get scary for them, even though they still got two home games coming up. Our second shot bet will be determined later as we kind of watch these series play out. As we see intriguing games pop up, we'll make sure we get those tweeted out. Um, But, you know, right now we're still really early on in these series. So kind of waiting for uh, important intriguing games to pop up. And that's kind of hasn't really been the case. So it's kind of been hard to find some. So uh, but pay attention to our Twitter as that's where we post most of our shot bets. So. Uh, if you want to get in on those shop bets, follow us there. Dustin, final shots for this week. What do you got for us? All right. So I literally have three football final shots for you guys. So oh, three. I'm gonna make them quick. One, if you're missing out on some football, the USFL has oh, yeah. started up. It's terrible football. So I doubt you can handle it. because um, I'm not even gonna watch this crap. And the reason I'm not gonna watch is because I saw one highlight, and it was that Paxton Lynch was the backup and came in to fill in. I was like, all right, yikes, yeah, I'm not tuning in to watch any of this. So, But apparently there's USFL football on. Um, Two, Tech Spring Game is this Saturday. If you're in town in Lubbock, it'll be at 1230 at the Jones for an entry. And then baseball is right after the 2 o'clock, so maybe make your way over there. Snacks and tickets if you haven't yet. See if somebody's selling. Get your ass over there. And three, on next week's show, I will be giving a huge NFL draft uh, preview of what might be going on in that. So we've been, you know, MIA from the NFL for a few weeks. Nothing big happening. But the draft is upon us next weekend. So I will be giving you guys a lot of information there. Yes, so that's also kind of my final shot is this we've uh, missed the last few weeks with NFL as their news has kind of slowed down. There really hasn't been anything worth taking a whole time out to talk about, but the draft is upon us. It is in Las Vegas. They are going to be like shuttling people up to the draft board on like these little ferries outside of Bellagio. Uh, I can't wait for something to go wrong there. (laughs) Uh, It is going to be a a must watch just to see if anything goes wrong. But yeah, yeah, the draft is about to be back in our lives, which is always fun. We always have a good time with it. So we'll have some stuff for y'all next week on the draft. I don't really have anything other to add for my final shot than that. So Dustin, anything else to add? Yeah. NFL stuff. You have, you know, you look at your team, see what's up. Um, I'll go over our usual Cowboys, probably Bears for Jillian, Titans for Roger, and hit Arley's Texans, and maybe some other interesting things. And I'll throw in some prop bets and see if we can maybe hit some over-unders on some prop bets that might happen um, throughout, especially like first-round type stuff. So 
Last year we did a shot bet on the draft. I can't remember what it was. Um, we we did something with that. So mm-hmm. whoa, yeah, whoa. it was one of these props for sure. I think it was like uh, how over under on quarterbacks in the first like ten picks or something like that. So um, we'll we'll take a look at those. Try to incorporate something into <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it won't be the quarterback one. We'll try to think of something. Oh, see yeah. what other prop bets are out there. Try to incorporate the draft into our shot bets for next week. But that will do it for week. 80 of the tailgate make sure you are following the tailgate on apple and spotify five star reviews for the tailgate on both of those platforms also follow the tailgate on uh twitter at tailgate underscore talks on instagram and facebook which is where we do our live shows every week and that will do it for us this week We will catch you guys at the next tailgate. Peace.